Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling is reminding businesses of the Curb to Compost program, which allows businesses, restaurants to have food waste collection. And this is an important next step in your business's or restaurant's recycling program. You're tuned in to episode number 175 of the Jackson Hole Connection, recording in the not-so-sleepy town of Jackson Hole in western rural Wyoming. To start the day, I have a quote to share with you. The truth is, once you learn how to die, you learn how to live. That quote comes from the book Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Album. And my plan is each week to find a quote that I read and to share that with you. And all of our episodes are possible through the support of our sponsors. Today's sponsorship comes from Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling. Do you wanna be a better recycler? Well, guess what? There is an app for that. That's right. There's an app for recycling. It's called the Recycle Coach app now available to Jackson Hole locals and visitors. An additional support for this podcast comes from Jackson Hole Marketplace, a little market with a ton to offer, just a short drive from Jackson Hole, four miles south of town, and they have a deli that will knock your socks off. Welcome to the Jackson Hole Connection. I'm Stephen Clark Abrams, your host for this podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening today. This podcast is all about sharing, people sharing their story and sharing who they are. Please share this podcast and this episode so more people may find some enjoyment in listening and learning from others. We all have a story and the story we have is one that should be shared. My guest today is Lisa Smith Batchen. Lisa's the founder and owner of Dream Chaser Events. Lisa and her husband moved to the Valley after a life-changing event, um, and one which I hope our country never has to experience again. When Lisa moved to the Valley, she brought her business with her. In the time that Lisa's lived here in the Valley, she's accomplished a few things, which most mortal humans would never think of. But what if you believed everything is attainable if you put in the work? Lisa just completed a remarkable journey to honor and remember someone very special to her. Today is your day to learn from a pro on how you can accomplish anything grand. Lisa, thank you for joining me here today at the Jackson Hole Connection. It's an honor and delight to have an opportunity to sit down and speak with you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I guess I might be sitting down, but you're out walking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the moment, which yes. is the beautiful part about technology. <laughs> you know, it's pretty incredible, really, how you can get a lot done without sitting down and keep that, moving. That is true. And and as we will learn, as you'll share with us a little bit, you are somebody that uh, moves a lot. But before we get into that aspect of who Lisa is, who you are, I'd love for you to share with people uh, where'd you grow up and where are you from and how did you land out here in the in the community? Well, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, Deerfield, Illinois, and I'm one of five. I have five, four siblings. We moved to Jackson 
my husband and I, after 9-11 happened, we were actually living in New Jersey at the time and knew that Jackson was sort of a place where Teton Valley, so to say, both sides of love both, was where we kind of wanted to end up retiring. Once when 9-11 happened, it really, as for so many of us, put us in a, you know, take a good look at your life. So we decided we're not waiting till we retire. We're going to, you know, take a chance and go for it. So that's what we did. That was September. By December, we had moved to Victor and completely started over in life, the two of us. Good for you two. Yeah, that's how that's how we landed where we landed. And and you and your husband, what were you two doing for career in in New Jersey at the time? In New Jersey, I was a personal trainer, massage therapist, and did a lot of uh, house calls for teaching classes and coaching, track, cross country, swimming and diving, and had a small business that I called Dream Chasers by means of find a dream, chase it down, helping people. You know, a lot of people don't have a dream. Well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. Well, you can help people create one and find one. And, you know, the chasing part of it doesn't have to be running, but the chasing part of it is the follow through to actually complete the dream. So I sort of brought that with me when we moved. Um, Of course, I didn't know one person at all. So you had to start over and recreate uh, yourself and gain confidence in people that you actually knew what you could were doing. Um, and so I feel like I'm, I'm still doing that to some degree, but on a different level. When you say um, still doing it, but on a different level, how, how so? Well, I've taken different jobs throughout the years, different places. Um, I was the wellness director, uh, wellness activity director, amongst many other jobs, swim director at Teton Pines, which I've recently resigned. Love, love, love Teton Pines. And a great place. Enjoyed my time there. And it sort of took away from what I was doing with coaching and, you know, all of that with Dream Chasers. So now that I'm not at the Pines any longer, I'm back to doing what I was doing. And it's completely independent of making my own schedule, which, you know, is fantastic in lots of ways. It, it is. I'm curious to know if you would want to share with us some dreams that you've helped people chase for a lot maybe they seem unattainable. You know, I believe that nothing's unattainable if you put the work into it and you believe in yourself enough to accomplish the goal, the task, the whatever you're looking to do. Of course, obstacles are put in our paths at any time and things can go astray, as I would say, when the wheels fall off. But I always tell people, if you can't stop thinking about it, you should perhaps go for it. But you can't just go for it. You have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. And, and, you know, the time to truly put it together to make it happen. You know, I've coached and helped people from running across America to 
getting off the sofa to get one mile accomplished from helping somebody get out of a wheelchair and be able to walk again. So it's many different levels of what it looks like, of how you know an individual can help another, either an individual, a group of people, a team of people to accomplish a dream. And the word team stands out really big to me because it is always about a team and support that we try to gain to help our dreams become a reality. And I'm just a small part of it. You know, the person or the group going after the goal, the dream, the whatever you may call it, they have to do the work. The coach is the guide. Well said. Yes, we can do anything with, with the work. Can you talk a little like bit more? Like they say, it works if you work it. <laughs> it works if you work it. I mean, you got to work it. You don't work it, it doesn't work. I mean, you get half ass. It's kind of, you know, check it out. That's the way it goes. Look around. And so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about the team that somebody needs to have when they've established what their dream is and they create the, the plan, the strategy for it. What type of team do people need? And can you change team members throughout the process? You need a team of people that is going to, who is absolutely supportive of what it is you're trying to accomplish. Whether it's an individual who wants to climb Mount Everest or a team of people that want to climb Mount Everest. You don't want anybody on your team that's got negativity or trying to instill dis you know, disbelief in what you're doing. You want the team to be 100% on your side, supportive with the highest of integrity. And that also comes with people on the team that say, hey, hey, I don't think you're ready to do this. It's called being transparent and honest and but that's also a great person to have on your team too, right? Because although everyone can be hip, hip, hooray, you still want those people who are out there really who have your back, who think, you know what? I don't think you're ready. And here's the reason. Now that's called being positive, not negative. Negative, on the other hand, somebody you wouldn't want is like, what the heck are you doing that? Like, that is the stupidest thing I ever heard. <laughs> uh, I'll give you an example. I'm out doing this big journey. I call it a journey. And someone said to me yesterday, geez, I don't even drive my car that far. What are you doing that for? And I was like, next, next. Hmm. You know, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm sorry you don't drive your car that far. But this, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing for myself and for other reasons. So support comes in all different ways, but at the end, support needs to come from great leadership on a team and team captain, one chief, lots of Indians and entrusting the, the team as a group, constantly examining, you know, examining and discussing and talking. This goes on even for somebody who wants to train to run a 5K. You're entrusting your family, your friend. You want to have a group that helps you be accountable because you want to feel really good about what you're doing, you know? But then if someone says, 
geez, are you sure you're ready for that? I saw you, um, you were limping a little bit. Does your foot hurt? Like, so there's ways that you might think it's a negative, but it's actually somebody who's on your team that really cares about you. Does that make any sense? It makes a lot of sense. It makes. I mean, I know I kind of went all over the place, but that's such a long-winded question. But, you know, teams are amazing, amazing groups of people that come together for the same goal, the same goal. And if somebody's off target and doesn't want the goal, it's time to think about, should I be on that team anymore? Or do I want that person on my team anymore? I can certainly see what what you're talking about. I'm I'm curious, Lisa, if you want to share with us some of the accomplishments that you have um, been able to succeed in, and how those ideas started, and how you brought it to um, to a level of success of completion. That's that's a great question, and. You know, sure, it's hard to, you know, sometimes it's hard to like toot your own horn. I might sit back and someone's got my list of events or journeys or challenges that I've done. And I'm like, whoa, I did that. Like, whoa, because, you know, sometimes you're busy doing it or you, it falls in your lap and you're, you say, huh, okay, I'm up for that challenge or boy, how am I going to get there? What do I need to do? Who's going to be on my team? How can I instill my family to believe in what I'm doing and support me to be there for me? Because number one, my family is my greatest team, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm also their greatest team and biggest cheerleader. So for me, it has always started with an idea or seeing somebody who's done something or being creative, thinking, man, I'd love to do that. You know, oh, nobody else has ever done that. I'm at that phase of life now where I look and I think, I want to do something that no one else has done. Because to me, that's a real journey of self-discovery within yourself. I mean, I've done a lot of races of all kinds, from 5K to marathons, to 100-mile races, to over 100-mile races, you know, Ironmans, adventure races, eco-challenges. But at this stage of life, it really isn't about entering a race or winning a race or getting a medal put around my neck. It comes, it's a, in a different place now of, of like a journey of seriously, like you keep discovering about yourself. And with that comes wisdom. No doubt, I think entering a race, winning a race, first place or last place, you absolutely win. The minute you put your foot at that starting line and get to the finish line, I don't care what place you're in, you win because you have followed through and accomplished what you set out to do. And, you know, I've won many races. I've also been last before. And I can tell you that each one of them, I learned that, geez, I feel the same. I won and I didn't lose. I still won, even though I didn't win. You know what I mean? I still, you still win. I mean, you win big by participating in crossing the finish line and following through with what you've done. So the greatest accomplishment for me is what I'm doing right now, because I look at what I'm doing right now 
is what I'm trying to accomplish right now. And all the other things are past tense. They're done. They're behind me. And they're part of the wisdom that I've gained to get me where I'm going right now. So that's, that's how I roll these days. For residents looking to reduce their household waste and become better recyclers, look no further than the Recyclo Coach App. Brought to you by Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling, you can access the Recycle Coach App from your desktop computer, mobile device, or through digital assistance. I love those digital assistants. The platform makes it easy for you to get local disposal information for thousands, thousands of household items and takes the guesswork out of recycling. Visit tetoncountywy.gov slash recycle for access. Become a better recycler today and download the Recycle Coach app for free. Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling estimates that approximately 3,954 tons of food waste are disposed in the trash right here in Teton County every year. This makes food waste the next frontier material in the quest to achieve our county's goal to reduce waste and recycle more, which will help us aim for zero waste. For more information on Teton County Integrated Solid Waste and Recycling's Curb to Compost Commercial Food Waste Program, visit tetoncountywy.gov recycle and join today. I'm curious to know what in life transpired to get you to this place in your, in your mindset where you are to say, the greatest thing that I've ever done yeah. is what I'm doing now. And, and everything that's happened that I've accomplished in the past is that's just in the past. So what yeah. did you do well, to, get to this point? <laughs> you know, I just wake up every day. You put your feet down on the ground. You give that, you know, you thank God or you give thanks to whatever you're thanking for another opportunity to try again, to do it different. Um, three months ago, my sister, younger sister passed away of stage four colon cancer. She, last January, she and I entered her first ever big adventure. It was 267 mile virtual challenge where you're on your feet, you have to cover 267 miles for the month of January. Now, no doubt I could do it, um, but yeah, it was tough through the months in the winter during COVID and winter months of Wyoming. But I signed up, my sister signed up. It was called the Badwater Virtual 267 Mile Challenge. During every single day of the month of January, my sister Julie and I were talking on the phone, we're texting, we're Facebooking, we're sending photos of us doing this together, holding ourselves accountable as a team. No, we were cheerleaders for each other and our families were cheerleading for us and it, it was just absolutely incredible. Well, we finished. She finished, I finished. Incredible celebration because like I said, she had never done anything like that before. Well, 17 days later, she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Mm. Never once during the 267 did she complain of anything except like, 
oh my gosh, this is hard. Oh my gosh, how do you do this? Oh my gosh, it's cold. Like never anything that anybody else wouldn't say, right? So she did it absolutely incredibly. We guided each other. We worked together as a team, supportive. 17 days later, diagnosed October 25th, she lost her battle to colon cancer. So my philosophy now has come with like, today is the greatest thing you're doing right now. You can't, the past is the past, right? The past is the past. And hopefully you've done great things. Everybody does great things. But the truth of the matter is, it's all about right here, right now. The step you're taking forward now, don't take the step backwards. Don't look in the rearview mirror because everything we've done in the past, of course, is added up to where you are today. But we got to move forward because if you want to achieve greatness in your life, man, that's a lifetime of work, right? You can be average, good, or great. I'm working towards greatness in certain areas, and that requires me to be great at what I'm doing right now. It might not be great for you, but great for me, and it's actually working. So, and I'm sure you're going to ask me what I'm doing, so I'll just go right ahead and tell you. Um, <laughs> so last, like I told you, January. So one of the greatest losses of our life, my sister. So January 1st, I set out to do the virtual 267-mile challenge not only for myself, but for my sister. So I'm covering 534 miles for the month of January to get us both across the finish line. And by Monday, I will have done it because it's important to me to honor her, but to also, you can still do things together virtually, right? And to try to hopefully tell people that you are capable of anything. Don't be afraid to step out and try. Step forward, not backwards. Doesn't matter what your age is. Don't let anyone try to tell you it's a bad idea if you think it's a good idea. Do your research. My biggest takeaway moving forward is to try to help people understand the absolute significance behind getting regular screenings for any type of cancer, any type of terminal illness. Don't wait, you know, I'll put that off till next year, next year, next year. They have the ages set for a very important reason. Colonoscopies, breast, you know, exams, prostate. So many of these things that a lot of us put off are right at our fingertips to have early detection screening in Jackson, Wyoming. We have such incredible doctors, medical care, very sophisticated machines to help us with all these things. And if I can take a step forward for somebody who will step forward and go get those screenings done, then th that would be the greatest thing I've ever done. Thank you, Lisa, for sharing your personal story and and journey. My heart goes out to you for the loss of your youngest sister. Um, my siblings are extremely important to me in my life. And we know that when we're born, something will happen. 
we're born to die, but that doesn't make it easy. It's a matter of what we do in between those years and the time that we spend with each person that we, that's so important to us and the impact yeah. that we make on living a good life, but also the lives of others. And yep, absolutely. Certainly shining down upon you and smiling and cheering you on every step of the way. And congratulations that you'll reach that milestone of 534 miles during the month of January. Absolutely well, remarkable. Thank you. It's a, obviously a big personal journey. You can appreciate the, the why now. But a big part of the why is, like, if I can do this, I mean, anybody can do anything. You know, it's not easy. That's for sure. I didn't ask for easy. Uh, cancer's not easy. Very difficult. Any terminal illness is incredibly difficult. Um, and you'll learn a lot about coming together to support one another, love one another. And that, that's the team. That's the team aspect. You know as well that gather in your life, your team, your tribe, and hold them very close. Mm -hmm. Now, Lisa, you talked about health screenings, health screenings for advanced detection. And I, in just after college, I lost a friend due to testicular cancer. He was probably about 22, 23 years old. And we hear a lot about women and receiving the mammograms and checking your cells for lumps. But there's also not a lot of conversation, as much conversation. Men don't like talking, especially no, when it don't. comes to personal, <laughs> personal stuff. Right. So it's since we're talking about it and you brought up the subject for men out there, learn how to check yourself for lumps and your testicles, um, which can be an advanced screening detection of early stages of testicular cancer. And his, his name was Matthew Cranman, Matt, Matt Cranman. I met him in college. He was a fraternity brother of mine. And he, he was a, he was a pistol. He was full of fire, but a huge, huge heart. And his, his life, his legacy still lives on today through the many friends that he made and the lives that he touched. And I'm sure that will happen. That's happening now with, with your sister. What are some of the other early detection tests that you feel passionate that people should really be aware of and ensure that whether they live here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, or, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, North Carolina, or, you know, other parts of the world, what should they do? You know, colonoscopies, colonoscopies and mammograms, the prostate check, but also self-check and listening to your body. I mean, you don't feel well. Oh, I got this pain here. I don't feel, I'll wait till it goes away. Oh, maybe it'll go away. Or, you know, I'm not suggesting we all turn into hypochondriacs and run to the doctor, but there are, you know, genetic testing. Look, look at your family history. Take a look at yourself at your, as you're 20. Look at yourself like, hmm, when I'm 50, like do, do the homework to discover about your genetics or your family history and, and don't take it for granted because sometimes these things become, it's too late. You know, don't wait till you're in such pain to go get checked and they tell you it's too late or I wish you would have come last year when, you know, there is really listen to your body 
our bodies are incredible, beautiful masterpieces. They're unbelievably smart and intelligent. And if we listen to them dearly, chances are you'll live a very long life. But so many early detections, you know, blood work. Once a year, you go get a checkup. They do a blood profile test. You walk out, they say, you're in great shape. Isn't that a good feeling? Hey, you're in great shape. Instead of, oh my gosh, I wish you were to come last year. And a lot of insurance will cover that, I believe now. that They will. Uh, Mm-hmm. They absolutely, they surely will. And mm-hmm. I'm, I've been telling people, if you can't afford a colonoscopy and you're of age and you can't afford, you know, mammogram, whatever, you know, message me. I will do a fundraiser for you. These things are very important not to put off, you know, not to say I can't afford it, you know. And that's a lot of what I hear. I can't afford it. I don't have my insurance doesn't, you know, can't afford this or that. And, and I get it. It's not cheap for some of these things that need to happen on a routine basis because not everybody has great insurance or they don't have insurance or for some reason or why. But I feel like there's always a way to get this to happen if that you choose to, which I hope everyone would choose to. That's very generous of you, of you, Lisa. And we do live in a very uh, giving community. And there's a lot of other communities that are very giving as well. And with you being on, um, as, as it's called the sunny side of the Tetons, um, there's plenty of resources and, um, community, a mountain might separate us, but that's it. It's, it's still one big community. Amen to that. Amen to that. It's, I mean, we have the most caring, giving, loving, generous, compassionate community. Man, I see both sides of the mountain come together so often for so many amazing reasons and causes. People are so kind and generous. Sometimes you got to take a step forward to do that for yourself, too. Like, put yourself first sometimes and take a good look at your own health your own life. What are you doing while you're stepping forward to uh, ensure that you're going to have a lot more steps? Now, the goal that you are working towards and almost completed, you're almost at the finish line. You're only a few days away. Are you raising money for, for any organization? You know, it all just became so clear. Christmas day, I was out running that like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, this this dream this just arrived, like the whole divine part of it, like, no, no, sister, this is what you're supposed to do. I was like, whoa, okay, I better get training. I better get going. And I thought about raising money because I've done that for so many years and so many different things, but I couldn't bring myself to do it due to emotional. I was just so emotional over the loss, the experience, the, the grieving. So I thought instead of raising money, maybe I would get this opportunity to speak, to share, to say, hey, let's all help each other here. And, you know, be better advocates for yourself, for your friends and your family to, you know, take better care of our health and ask people, hey, have you had your colonoscopy? I just found out one of my brothers hasn't had one. My brother, who's 18 months older, I about pushed him off the chair. 
I was like, are you kidding? Like, I couldn't believe it. So I will be raising money. I don't know what I'm doing next, but what I'd love to do is raise money to help individuals who are not able to afford screenings or can't get them and don't have insurance. And, you know, instead of an organization, I know that there are individuals out there that really could use the help. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they might reach out to me and allow me to, to help them. Do you have a desire to have what your current project is? Do you want more people to know about it? And if so, how, how are you getting the word out? You know, let's see. I did a live Facebook today on this page I started called Younger by Tomorrow. We have like over 700 people. Um, I haven't really, and I told them today what I was doing. I haven't really gotten the word out because I didn't know if I'd be able to do it or, you know, or not or finish it. Now I'm feeling confident that I can. And it was such a personal, personal journey um, to dig deep within, you know, the winter cold months of Jackson hasn't been easy to get out there at five o'clock in the morning and get these miles onto your feet and with kids and school and work, all these things that I call obstacles in your way, but they really shouldn't get in your way if you want to do it. So I just haven't told many people. Now that I'm getting closer, I feel like I'm going to tell whoever wants to listen, because I think it's a very important part of all of us moving forward in life to help each other with, you know, get, get yourself taken care of and realize that this could be any of us. You know, my sister was healthy. She was a healthy woman. Didn't get a colonoscopy on time. You know, mistake, mistake that was one that cost her her life because she just didn't feel bad, right? I mean, so sometimes these things come around and it's too late once you start to feel bad. So it's when we feel good that we should continue to get checked. Well, well said. I, I feel honored that you are sharing this, Lisa. Um, well, you know, thank, thank you for listening. It feels good to share it with somebody. I mean, it just does. And I'm sure I know it's all over the place and I'm rambling, but I'm actually excited now to think that I'm going to hopefully get this and honor my sister and maybe help one, even if we help one other person. That's where I'm at right now. One person at a time. What was your sister's name? Julie. Julie. Julie Cavender. And did Julie live out here in, in the valley or was she um, someplace Julie else? Julie lived, she lived in Utah. Okay. And what's, would you like to share with us something that you would like people to remember about Julie? Huh. Well, yes. My sister, two days before she passed away, well, she had decided to have her own memorial service while she was living. Um, unbelievable to watch it. So she, that's what she wanted. She wanted to be able to see people to say, thank you for being in my life and don't be too sad for me. I mean, so we have this on video of her with about 80 people who were able to make it. And we had a party and she was there and she spoke 
and she spoke like the bravest champion you've ever heard in your life. And in the end, told everybody for her to try to do one act of kindness a day. And that's how she would like you to move forward. <laughs> Sorry, I'm teared up here. But anyway, to do one act of kindness a day, which is very easy to do when you think about it. She was the kindest human that I knew. So we can all do that one act of kindness a day. Even if you're not feeling kind today, when you do it for somebody else, you sure feel better. So true. And an act of kindness can be as simple as walking up to somebody and saying, it's nice to see you today. Um, Absolutely. It, or yep. it, it, it doesn't cost money. It's just a, a quick moment of your, of your time. And, and yes, you might not be feeling kind today. We practice something at the stores that's called three and out. We learned from another company. And if you're having a bad day, go around and give three people compliments and unsolicited compliments, and you will feel better for yourself. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love it. I love it. See, I already feel better. <laughs> yeah. Today I walked up to somebody who was mopping his floor and I said, Hey, thanks for working today. That mm -hmm. floor looks amazing. And he looked at me, he was like, are you crazy lady? I was like, I am so grateful that you're working because so many people aren't. And you should be proud of that way that floor looks. And I, he walked off and he like looked back at me and he, he waved. And I thought, you know, it was easy for me to say, and it just came out. I didn't plan it in advance. It just came out, but I could see like how touched I was by his beautiful face and his wave mm -hmm. and his smile. Uh, you know, that I felt better. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It was just so spontaneous to, for me to say that to him. And he was so taken back by that. It took him a few minutes to think about it. He's like, wow, man, she's right. My floor does look good. Hmm. And, you know, to take some pride in, in uh, what we do and share that with goodness and kindness. And, man, my sister, that's how she lived her life every single day. She was so good. Well, it's a beautiful way for you to remember your sister and for other for you to ask other people to do what she has asked. Do one act of kindness for somebody else every day. Yep. We can all do that for sure. That's right. I mean, can you imagine the ripple effect? Hmm. Seriously, the ripple effect is so powerful. I feel like if I can get one person to go get a colonoscopy or get a mammogram or, you know, learn self-checking that we might save one person from having to experience the awfulness of cancer. You know, I'll, I'll leave you with my favorite quote because it's so powerful. Helen Keller, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. I mean, I'm one person, you're one person, but when we come together, the power, the power behind that is incredible. It's incredible. So we share each other's messages. We share each other's, you know, joys and journeys and whatever it might be that you're out there trying to do with your kindness. 
we share it and the ripple effect is monumental but we can't just sit back and not do it we have to do it because that's what we're here to do moving forward i don't know if i have anything else to add or ask after uh you saying um quoting helen keller and oh, it's I love so that. true what a beautiful and it goes back to everything that you have spoken about of what you do and people setting their dreams that if you try to do it yourself, you probably won't do much, but with together with other people, you can accomplish anything. Amen to that. Absolutely. Lisa, well, I guess I do have one other question. You you're about to accomplish something absolutely remarkable. Who has been your team? Who do you want to give a shout out to that's bit because you haven't really publicly shared with people what you're doing to remember your sister? Who has been your team to get you to where you are today for this goal and in the next few days? Well, that's a great question. My husband, Jay, my two daughters, Annie and Gabby, my sister's husband, Mike, and her sister's four children. You know, I really didn't even share it with any of them, even my husband, because I just, it was so personal, so personal that I kept it to myself every day, thinking about it, praying about it, meditating about it, and, you know, spending time with my sister as I'm doing this. It, it, so I didn't tell a lot of people, although I know that they're all on my team. You know, they know now, as of a few days ago, but there's not once where any of them said, mom, why are you going out at five in the morning? Why are you going back out? Well, you know, cause I gotta get these miles in that they know me well enough to know that there, there was something was brewing. And then just in the last few days, I started sharing it with some friends and students that I coach. And I feel like I've been able to, without, bawling my head off talk about it for the first time i'm feeling like i can talk about my sister and the grief without sobbing because i feel joyful and grateful and really thankful for this opportunity for what i'm able to do with myself physically because it's a hard task um to ask yourself and it was, I just take it back to it was so personal that I kept it personal until it isn't. Because I think it's important that the meaning behind it is what matters. Not the 534 miles. That's the personal part, doing this, covering my miles, her miles. But the important part is sharing the message of, like, you don't have to get there's something you can do about it now you know that that's my message and that's the important part and my team of people will always be there for me because they've been there all the other times and i know that without even telling them you have a remarkable team i i wish that everybody could feel the same way you do as having a team that's just naturally there to support them. Um, it means a lot. Exactly. To know that well, let me tell you, anybody who doesn't have a team, 
who's listening to this, you get a hold of me and I'll be on your team. Mm. I'll totally be on your team. So how can people get a hold of you, Lisa? They can go to my Lisa Smith Batchen personal Facebook page, message me, or they can email me, Lisa at dreamchaserevents.com. And I I bet you'll get in touch with them. You'll reach back out to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be back in touch with them. And, you know, we all, none of us are alone. It goes back to alone. We can do so little together. We can do so much. And you've always got a team member in me. Promise you that. Well, Lisa, I, I do appreciate you using the time while you are honoring your sister to share your experience and share your very personal journey this month and of your life and your sister's life with, with me today. And by the time this podcast airs, you will have accomplished your big goal. And I will, I will say congratulations now, but I will certainly reach out to you and, and offer a huge congratulations on Monday to you. Ah, thank you so much. I am so appreciative that you took the time to talk to me, listened, and that I've actually gotten to share share this with you. And I'm grateful for all that you do, too. So keep up the really good hard efforts and know that they're appreciated. Well, thank you. It, it, um, you've made my day. Well, you've made mine, too. Now I can keep moving and smile and <laughs> be almost done for the day. <laughs> Awesome. Well, keep, like you said, thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. I really, really appreciate this. Go, go have a great walk. Okay. You too. Bye bye. To learn more about Lisa and Dream Chaser events, visit the Jackson Hole Connection.com, episode number 175. Thank you, everyone who helps keep this podcast going each week and on the air. It's all of you listeners. And it's Michael Mori who does the editing and marketing and, of course, the support from my wife, Laura, and those boys, Lewis and William, who you hear about each week. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you back for the next episode.